0: What is high-functioning anxiety, and how do you know if you have it? That's the topic of
1: today's episode. And spoiler alert, turns out you'll be hearing it from two women who seem to have high-functioning anxiety. So let's dive in. Barley, I feel like
0: we are the poster children for this next topic. And I always figured I probably had high-functioning anxiety, but man, (laughs) we started looking into the characteristics and the signs.
1: It it hit home hard. Oh my gosh, it did. I wish that listeners could have seen us prepping for this episode (laughs) together because we are sitting around my kitchen table and me more than you... But still, both of us keep coming across articles and signs and symptoms. And it's like, I mean, I'm like, oh, Carolyn, hear this. And I literally just like start reading you the article. And I'm like, I feel so seen. And look, and this sounds like you. Yes. And this sounds like me. And yeah, it was it, it was like, you know when your kid is excited about something and they want to share it with yeah. you and they won't stop yeah. talking about it? That was basically us yeah. around my kitchen table.
0: And I've never had a topic, like, hit so close to home. Oh, yeah. Like, absolutely, that is me. Like, I felt like someone was, like, peering in and, like, seeing the real me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I guess it also made me stop to think, like, really, that there are people that maybe don't have walking around with high-functioning anxiety.
1: Oh, oh, the best thing was one of was one of the, um, like, signs that we were reading about I read it out loud to you and you were and you go wait hold on people don't do that yeah and I was like I know I know I can't believe they don't do this people don't actually do this yes okay so we are talking about signs of high functioning anxiety yes we're going to go through seven very clear signs of high functioning anxiety and then we're going to give you some solutions that's right But here is the big disclaimer that I think we need to give listeners. Because I saw it in some of the materials I was reading, but I didn't see it in all of the materials. There are a lot of positives to having high-functioning anxiety. You have some serious superpowers with high-functioning anxiety. But at what price? And that is where you definitely have to do some personal work. Ugh. So that it does not <laughs> completely derail you like just like your self-esteem, yeah. your perception of yourself, your comparison to other people, you know, all of that. Like that you you really need to find a way to work with it. Yeah. Instead of um letting it run amok. Yeah. Exactly. Well said.
0: So, high functioning anxiety, there's not a clinical medical definition for it. It's essentially, it's a catch-all term that refers to people who live with anxiety, but they identify as functioning reasonably well. Mm -hmm. In fact, usually more than reasonably well. Yes. Um, So it's not recognized as a mental health diagnosis, but anxiety is. Um, But this specific type of anxiety is more a coined term. Right. And
1: and what we found was that if someone... If you do get a diagnosis and you think you fall into this high-functioning anxiety category, you typically, the diagnosis you would get would be a generalized anxiety disorder. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. So
0: if you have high-functioning anxiety,
1: <laughs>
0: you appear to be successful, together, and calm. The typical type A personality who excels at work and life. This is because high-functioning anxiety typically propels that person forward, rather than leaving them frozen in fear.
1: Mm-hmm. And there are some other so to really, keep moving. Yeah, there are some other really interesting sim- like signs and symptoms when we get into it. That if you remember that part, like keep this part in mind, it it propels the person forward yeah. rather than leaving them frozen. That is like
0: it's almost they're scared to stop. Yes, exactly. And so as a result, because this anxiety is propelling them forward, they appear very successful in work and life. Mm -hmm. Um, But an article that we were looking at said, you know, while this may be objectively true, that success is really only measured like in achievements, Mm -hmm.
1: like a sales record or a Book sales or... Yes, or like a job title or yes. a salary or yes, um, material objects that you have because of your success that you get to, you know, carry around with or drive in or and live and in or... other people look up to. Right. Like, wow, how'd she right. do that?
0: Um But what others may not know um and what you may not even know if you have high functioning anxiety or definitely may not want to share, <laughs> is that beneath that seemingly perfect exterior that there's a constant kind of churn of anxiety. And again, it
1: propels you forward. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So ready to get and into
0: the signs or
1: Yo yeah. I'm ready. I am really ready. And there is a part too where there it was <clears throat> Like, as we were digging into it a little bit more, I kept seeing that some people really, actually, that have high-functioning anxiety don't necessarily have the best self-esteem. Mm. Um, but, it, like you said, it's that fear that propels them forward. But that wasn't a common thread that I was necessarily seeing across the board. Yeah. So. Okay. All right.
0: So – First sign of high-functioning anxiety.
1: This one really, really surprised me.
0: You have an outgoing personality. You're happy. You tell jokes. You smile. You laugh. Mm -hmm. People with high-functioning anxiety tend to always want to help others. They may talk a lot or actively engage in conversation. I do that. but Or I do in this part, too. But it's more nervous chatter. Mm. it's awkward just for me to stand there and not chit chat. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or or just stand there in silence. Yeah. So, uh, you know, how are you? You know? Yeah. Yeah. What's your kid up to now? Feel, feel the, feel the quiet. Yeah.
1: All right. Number two, we, we've alluded to this. We've already talked about it a little bit. High achieving. So, Those with it often appear to be like this, like full picture of success. A full package. They get to work early, they're dressed well, their hair and makeup is done. um, That, you know, you're viewed in the workplace as someone who is driven in your work. Um, You don't typically fall short on deadlines or given, you know, given tasks. Now I will say personally, we all know I will fall short on a deadline, but I promise what I deliver, I, I am going to be very happy with it. I, It's going to be a good product or you're it, not going to get it.
0: It causes me a lot of even more anxiety if I miss a deadline, even if oh, I've yeah. told them, like I emailed today an editor and said, I'm not going to have that article ready to give you today. Yeah. Can I turn in Monday? And she's like, okay. I still I don't like missing a deadline. Yeah. 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 Okay. And third sign of high functioning anxiety. You are organized, detail oriented, and you plan ahead. It said you may have calendars, Briarly. <laughs> Make to do list. You are prepared. You are
1: proactive. You have got a plan in place.
0: I thought that's how you were supposed to be,
1: oh, yeah, because the one that falls into this category that we were talking about at the very beginning of of the episode was it said that you might you were um you typically plan for the next day, like at night, you plan for the next day, yeah you
0: I, I think that's the one where I was like,
1: doesn't everybody who does do that? Do that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, who gets up in the morning and just, woo, hello. No. Yeah. No. I'm bound to have a bad day if I do that. Yeah. All right. Number four. They appear outwardly calm and collected. Yep. hmm Yep. That, and you know
0: what? Because of that, when I do have a breakdown, like, it causes even more anxiety because I'm like, I can't break down.
1: Right. Because people don't think that that's me that's me yeah 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 like I like only I would say gosh no only since I've gotten divorced did I really like cultivate a small group of people that I will just like really let it out to yeah but
0: yeah yeah but and I, you know I always blamed it on like the southern thing like you put I've said it before no matter what's going on, when you walk out of that front door, you got your lipstick on, you're calm, you're collected. Yeah. That's how you present yourself. That's right. I
1: didn't realize it was high-functioning anxiety, too. That, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A little bit of culture and a little bit of high-functioning anxiety. Yes. All right. What's number five? Being a people pleaser. That one really surprised me.
0: This didn't because I'm bad about this. And it's not necessarily... It's more, well, I'll tell you what, it's afraid of driving people away, fear of being a bad friend, spouse, or employee, fear of letting others down, and a lot of times you need reassurance
1: from others, even yeah. though
0: they're probably like, you're so successful, why are you asking me
1: this, mm-hmm. you know, or. Mm-hmm. You seem to have it all together. What are right. you? Yeah. Right. Or
0: why do you need me to say, yeah, get that or do that or whatever, you know? Yeah. But um, I can – I want people – I don't – I want people to be happy with me. Yes. Like I won't um, trying to decide. Do you ha- – you don't have any of that?
1: Oh, no, I do for sure. I have it in the um, – well, I used to really not know what the word no was. Yeah. And I had to learn the word no because I needed some boundaries just for my own health. But I have it more in the perspective of I want people to feel that I am reliable and helpful and caring. Yeah. And so I want to give. To show them you're that way. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. So. That makes sense. That's usually where I get myself in trouble. Okay. Number six. But wait, but wait. What I wanted to say about why I was so surprised about being a people pleaser is because I never associated that with high-functioning anxiety. I just associated that with like, oh, that's just how that person – like that's just a characteristic of that person. Yeah. I didn't associate it with high-functioning anxiety. That was why I was so surprised by it. If
0: you feel like finding high quality supplements and natural healthcare products is like looking for a needle in a haystack, we've got the solution for you. Introducing Fullscript, a leading online platform that allows healthcare professionals like us to offer you a vast selection of professional-grade supplements from trusted brands. With Fullscript, you can easily browse and order all your supplements in one place. I first discovered Fullscript when a healthcare practitioner recommended dietary supplements for my daughter. I was amazed at the quality of brands that I had access to on Fullscript, and I loved that I could get supplements for the entire family all on one site. The 20% discount didn't hurt either. Every product on Fullscript meets the highest quality standards, all undergo rigorous testing and are sourced from trusted manufacturers, ensuring safety and efficacy. Click on the full script link in our show notes to get access to the Happy Eating Dispensary. Using this link will give you full access to all supplements available and gets you 20% off on every order. You'll also find recommendations for digestion, immunity, back to school, anti-aging, and women's health, as well as the supplements that Briarly and I order on a regular basis. Yeah.
1: Okay, now number 6.
0: Number 6. Being constantly busy Yep. Hello. Yeah. Um, so this can mean an inability to stay, to say no, like you mentioned, having an overloaded schedule. Um, it can also mean an inability to enjoy the moment. And I have really mm-hmm. had to work on that. Mm-hmm. It Same. is less stressful for me to be doing something. Yes. It is awkward for me. I'm getting better at it doing nothing. It's hard for me to do nothing.
1: I mean, how many times have you and I talked about, oh, we'll get together this weekend and we'll do some podcast something or we'll just hang out, just like, you know, nurture our friendship. We don't usually say it that way, but no, you know we'll what do. I mean. <laughs> and but we'll say that and then it we we don't usually get together. Mm-hmm. But what ends up happening is that we each end up doing something separately. Sometimes, or actually, I feel like most recently, like both of us ended up having a very chill weekend day. Yeah. But we tried to include the other in our chill, and it was almost like, like I remember you were at the pool, and you were like, "I'm just hanging by the pool. If oh, yeah. you want to come over, it's like it's like we do something that's relaxing that that is good for us, but then we're like, oh, but maybe we should be doing something with somebody we, – we should be doing something together, yeah. you know, and like, oh, and maybe we'll be productive or, yeah. you know, podcast thoughts or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's that, like, you, we really have to work at it, but even then we both have this tendency to be like, oh, but wait, come sit with me. Right. Right.
0: Yeah, but there's another aspect to this too. You know, I – I'm a morning person, and I love, like, there is some sacred morning time where I am, like, uber productive. Mm-hmm. I ever need some serious writing time. The house is quiet. No one else is up. It's just me. You have that at night. Yes. Yeah. And you found something interesting, and they were they were talking about staying up at night. Um, so they said you might, this be, having high-functioning anxiety might mean you Stay up late or get up early. And they explained it and they said, working into the night can be a private, chaos free way to execute with the level of care that is so important to what you're working on. Mm-hmm. And that's it, that, that's exactly mm-hmm. like I, my most serious stuff.
1: Oh, yeah. Or product, but, yeah. But also, I can stay up until like midnight, literally just like making the kitchen clean and folding the laundry the way I want it and so it's like everybody goes to bed with chaos and then they wake up and it is like but I get to make it the way I want to make it and nobody's getting in my way I hadn't gotten into the cleaning aspect Yeah. yeah so it's not just work but when I read it I was like well wait a minute this isn't just about burning the midnight oil this is like yes but the concept applies to you getting up in the morning. My mom is the same way. She oh, She's not the night person, but she loves to get up in the morning so she can, like, have her time to mm-hmm. do her thing her way, you know. Yeah. Or be productive.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, number seven. You overthink
1: or procrastinate. Mm-hmm. Overthinking. Overthinking, procrastinating. And now you-, you will get it done. Oh
0: yes. But you may procrastinate some. So you may procrastinate and then right before the
1: deadline get it get it done. Yes. Yes. Like but the procrastination, what was part, it related to? Yeah. This one psychology group explained the procrastination part really well. And so it wasn't about avoidance, like it. It was if you think about procrastination, not from the perspective of avoiding what needs to be done, but that it is actually a productive outlet for you. So, like cleaning off your desk, right, or um, uh, that's organizing like- a file because that is related to the to the task, but. You're being productive in a way that doesn't get you to the deadline, right. but you're being, but you think you're being productive in a way that helps you.
0: You know, it's almost like you need those little baby wins mm-hmm. in order to do the bigger task. It's a good way to put it. Cause like, yeah, straightening my desk gives me so much. Oh, yes. Joy, I get that dopamine rush, That's
1: and it's what like it I is. need a
0: few of these to gear myself up for the bigger task.
1: Yeah, like what was it last week? You were avoiding something, not true avoidance, and instead you started working on some of our podcast statistics. It was so rewarding to all of us when you did it, but it was funny because you did it and you said, look, you can see that I'm clearly avoiding doing something else because I'm doing this instead and look at this. But
0: I had so much fun doing that and pulling that together because I went down that rabbit hole. I had to go pick up kids, but if I hadn't, I, I was ready to jump to my next task. Yeah. The only thing <laughs> was, I was avoiding.
1: I love it. I was ready to jump to my next task, yeah. but I had to go get my I kids. Was fired up. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, Briarley, how are we going to fix ourselves?
1: <laughs> well, here's <laughs> I here's have, I don't know. Here's the really is bad possible. news. <laughs> the bad news is is there really isn't much medication you can take for high functioning anxiety. There's medication you can take for, for anxiety. anxiety. But mostly, well, me <laughs> mostly you need some version of therapy, like some version of like ways to help you manage your symptoms and, and cope with them. So there's a lot of like, they talk about being um, like, there's an the important element to being mind of being more mindful, like okay, this isn't a bad thing that I'm anxious. I can harness it this way. I can work with it that way, like that sort of thing. But then there's also the element of like, all right, let's rewrite the script in your head because we're gonna, you know, instead of constantly saying negative things to yourself, how can you flip that around and say it and make it a positive affirmation instead so that you're kind of, then you're boosting your, confidence in your thought process and not like shaming yourself i'm gonna need an example of what you're talking about i can give you one maybe not of me personally but so actually no just kidding let's use the deadline example okay all right so i will often have stress about what well actually you probably more than me what if i don't make this deadline Mm -hmm. because that is like I don't like to disappoint an editor and ask for an extension. I mean, you like practically need me to hold your hand to write the email. Like it gives you so much anxiety. Anyway, so instead of saying to yourself, oh my gosh, this is a huge project. What if I don't make this deadline? So instead you would say, I always make my deadlines or I almost always make my deadlines. If I miss this one, it's not going to be the end of the world. Yes.
0: And I have gotten better thanks to you. You have provided some therapy. (laughs) The most helpful therapy you provided was telling me about two, two and a half years ago, Carolyn, they set the date early. Or most seasoned editors know it's not going to be on time. So they set the date earlier than they need it. Yeah. With the expectation you will email. And I was like, oh, my gosh. That makes so much sense, and I can't believe all these years I've been writing, I never knew that. Yeah, but I still, I still is a little hard to send that email. I've never had an editor get mad and say I really need it by this by the original deadline. I've yeah. never had one. No, they're usually very accommodating. No, right, because they said it
1: early. Exactly. Having been on both sides, I know that they've said it early, or I have had some say that's fine, but I ha- I really need it by X because I'm. You yes. know, I have to deliver it by why yeah. kind of thing. And it
0: really is, I don't want to let people down.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. You don't want to let them down. It, it reflects poorly on me if I'm late. And yeah. Yeah. But anyway, the idea of just saying, like, instead of going down the, like, what if I don't flip the script and you're like, wait a minute, this doesn't usually happen. This I, I can do this. I can okay. do this. Okay. Okay. So that. maybe some medicine, a little bit of therapy, um, mindfulness. I thought
0: you were about me. I was no. going to
1: say, up my medicine. Uh, up my medicine. <laughs> <laughs> some mindfulness, some rewiring how we talk okay. to ourselves okay. slash think about you know it. And then um, really just like improving your coping mechanisms, right, mm-hmm. for it. it. And that that's really – that was everything that – I feel like we found. Yeah.
0: I think the point you made at the beginning was great, though, that, like, there are some great strengths and qualities. You just can't let it get out of control. You have to do the mindfulness, the work. You can't let it um, um, take over. I'm thinking about, like, my daughter and um, something has to be done by this. And, like, I'm like, It's okay. Yeah. You know, it's okay. You can turn that in late. Or you can, I'm trying to think of one that came up recently um, because it wasn't even related to schoolwork. Um, Oh, she was like, I have to wash my hair tonight because this, this, and this. Like, there's no other options. Right. And, like, really, she was, like, she was already stressed with schoolwork and stuff. And I was like, get up in the morning and do it. Yeah. And it was like... No, she had it in her head. It had to be done like this, you know?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we deal with a lot of that in my house, too. Like, it has to be done a specific way.
0: Yeah, and she was bringing herself to tears, and I'm like, this is just about washing your hair. Mm -hmm. Skip it.
1: Yeah. Nobody's going to care. Put it in a ponytail tomorrow. Exactly.
0: You know? Yeah. Anyway. (sighs) Okay. Well... I feel very seen. <laughs> Seriously, I feel like the veil has been lifted. So listeners. Yes, so true. And I, it's good to know. Oh, but what I was saying, I think it's, I think it's what you said. There's some great qualities, yes. and you can run with those. You just can't let it get out of control.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Harness it for where it's good, and keep it in check where it's not. Yep. Okay